As a boy, like many of you, I was always looking for ways to make money. Not because I was poor, but because it seemed like that was the thing to do. That's what adults did, and the pattern was set. Plus, I loved comic books, and in the back were ads about how to make money selling things. The one that really got me was the one from American Seeds. Make money, get prizes. And the prizes were things like a transistor radio, or a walkie-talkie set, a sleeping bag with a part that went over your head, and like an air rifle, which is a BB gun, a lot more cool stuff. All I had to do was sell a 50 pack of seeds at 15 cents each. Easy. I sent away from my pack of seeds. I was so excited when they arrived. Seeds for zinnias and petunias and asters and even some vegetable seeds. So I went to my friend's parents. I really did sell some. But after a while, I sort of lost interest. I had a bunch of leftover seeds. What to do? I recall vividly opening one of the packets and gazing with complete wonder at the very tiny black seeds inside. How was it possible that something so small? Could grow into a big plant. I was truly puzzled, so I took a bunch of the remaining seeds and I I planted them in the side garden next to the door of our house. Our house had doors on the north and south, but we didn't use the southern one much. My mom had red and yellow tulips out there. She would go out there often and water them. So that must have been why. About six weeks later, we had a profusion of flowers out there. I was amazed. But it taught me something important. Everything starts small: ideas, efforts, projects, even people. To make them grow, they must have attention and a place to thrive. The environment that's right for your ideas and efforts is created by your beliefs and intent. They comprise the fertile ground that allows them to grow larger. It's been said that you have to believe it to see it. In my experience, that is very true. It's not see it to believe it. You have to first imagine what it is you want, see it as completely as you can, shape your intent around that mental image. My sort of accidental garden was a happy result. That's true, and the seeds bore all the things they needed to get started. But most things you want to bring into reality, while starting with the seed of interest, need you to believe they can be more. If your ideas are like seeds, then belief is like the water in the soil. It's amazing what comes to you out of the world when your belief supports your dream. Over the course of your life, you've probably had some close calls with disaster. If not, then you certainly know somebody who has. In my case, I probably should have been gone more than ten times. Six car wrecks in which the car was completely destroyed. I wasn't driving in all of them. Three heart attacks, a gallbladder that was 15 minutes from failing, requiring emergency surgery, a moment when I was nearly swept under a log jam in a river, and numerous traffic incidents where a swerve or a quick foot on the brake stopped what might have been. Is there a conclusion to be drawn, a lesson to be learned, an understanding about chance or fate or 
purpose it can be reached? In Greek mythology, it was thought that there were three goddesses who presided over the birth and life of humans. Each person's destiny was thought to be determined by the three fates, the sisters, Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. Clotho made major decisions, such as when a person was born, and also when gods or mortals were to be saved or put to death. So perhaps I have Clotho to thank. The Greeks saw life as a thread that was measured and cut, and Clotho's sister, Lachesis, measured that thread spun on Clotho's spindle. It was she who had determined your destiny or thread of life. She was responsible for deciding how much time for life was to be allowed for each person. So is it Lachesis I should be grateful to? Atropos was the sister who chose the manner of death and ended the life of mortals by cutting their threads. Would suggest I haven't hit on the proper method just yet. Or is it something larger? It's entirely possible, of course, that I'm just exceedingly lucky, and that my narrow escapes are pure chance. So many people have not been so fortunate. Literally millions. Which means I am grateful. Not just for surviving. I have an incredible wife. I love her beyond measure. I have reasonably good health for being on the planet for seven decades, and quite honestly, not working very hard to maintain it. I can count my good friends as genuinely great people. I have a good home. I drive a car I like, and I can pay my bills. My role in my neighborhood is one of service, and I'm able to tell stories that need telling and take photographs that hopefully brighten the lives of others. When I put my arms around these thoughts, they not only fill me with gratitude, they make my survival seem purposeful, as if the fates, or another higher power, took a look at me when I was much younger, wallowing in self-pity, worthlessness, and depression, and decided I was worth preserving so I could do some good. That's how it feels, so I count my blessings all the time. Gratitude helps me feel more positive and enjoy good experiences. It likely improves my health, equips me to deal with adversity, and allows me to build strong relationships. Gratitude works.